Hey, I'm Kevin, the student pastor at Shore Church again. Thanks for listening to our message. We strive each week to bring you relevant, practical, biblical teaching that meets you where you are. To find out more about us or what's going on at the church, head on over to scog.com or download the app. Hope you enjoy the message. Good morning again. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. And Lord, I ask you to anoint my lips and um, that your words would flow through me this morning. Um, In this moment of uncertainty, in this moment of stress, that you would speak into that, that you would crack those hard shells this morning. That wherever this finds us, whatever environment we're in, that we are found by you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm going to be honest with you, this is weird. Like, it's just be weird. I got five people in the sanctuary, and I'm going to do my absolute best this morning uh, giving you this word. I tell you what, I preached to my books earlier today, uh, as I normally do at about 8 o'clock, and they all enjoyed this message, so hopefully you will as well. Okay, Uh, so we're talking about, uh, we're finishing up a series called Multiply, which we're all in on what the fruits of the Spirit are, what they do, what they mean to us, and how they shape us in our lives. And so as we delve into this idea of multiply, we really have been going into the fruits of the Spirit, what they mean for us, and how they start to change us. This is all found in Galatians chapter 5. And what we've been looking at is there's a list in in Galatians chapter 5 of vices and virtues, all the stuff you're not supposed to do and all the stuff you're supposed to lean into. And so as we've been going over through that for the last five, six weeks, uh, we've talked about some very interesting things. We've delved into the Greek meanings of these words, what it really meant to the audience of that day. And so if you're interested in that kind of stuff, you can check out our past podcasts and and kind of catch up on that. But you don't have to have all that knowledge to get goody out of today's message. I promise you that um, this morning. In this moment and in this time, we kind of deal with some interesting feelings. And I get that. I I go through um, this overwhelming feeling of just, anxiety, like I have to fix everything all the time in this moment. I've got to protect my kids. I've got to protect my family. I've got to protect the organization in which I lead. I've got to do all these things. And uh, I don't know about you, but there's that feeling right in the middle of your back that feels like a, you know, it starts out as a five pound weight and then a 10 pound weight and a 50 pound weight. And then you're like, I'm shortness of breath. I've got Corona. And no, you're having an anxiety attack. Oh, my bad. And so I started thinking about Kevin and I have been working really hard on making this, this happen. Actually, Kevin's been working really hard on this. I've kind of just been cheerleading him. But he's been working really hard on making the live stream work and kind of cutting yourself some slack, right? Everyone in the country is trying to figure this all out at the same exact time. We're all trying to figure out what the new normal is. We're trying to figure out how to go through this. And so if you're feeling the anxiety this morning, folks, you're not the only ones that are struggling to figure this out. Take a breath, Right? You're not the only ones that are trying to maybe cover your mouth while you're taking that breath, but take a breath, chill out, relax, calm down. And in this moment, in this time, if we can just release that this morning, because in that anxiety, in that pinup frustration, and all that, those, those workings that we've got going on, we block what God's trying to show us in the season. And there's some really neat things that we can step 
into God in these moments. Some really neat ways in which we can participate in the fruit of the Spirit and have it evident in our lives. Some really neat ways in which we can multiply. And how I want to approach that is, is think about this way. If I approached you in November and I said, I got a feeling in spring you're going to get three to four weeks off work where all unnecessary meetings are cut, where you're going to spend time with your kids every day, that you're going to have a chance to catch up with your spouse, that the honeydew list can actually be tackled, that all those things, you're going to have three, four weeks of a staycation where you, are, you can't leave. You've got to be at home. You've got to be experiencing these people. Some of you are like, where do I sign up? How much is this going to cost me? Because if you think about vacations, we throw a lot of money at a mouse. We throw a lot of money at a beach to go somewhere else to be around these people that we're stuck with for the next three or four weeks. And we did a parenting series in in early uh, fall. And the thing that kept on coming back to me was, Jared, I just don't have enough time with my kids. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And the whole premise of that whole series was, it's just a season. Don't miss it. Folks, we're in a season in this moment. And as weird and as nasty as it could possibly be, let's not miss the benefits and the opportunities of this season. Because if I told you, you were going to get three or four weeks with your family, undivided attention, you guys about sign me up. Now you're like, e-learning, I don't want to do it. Right? Now we, we, we're complaining about something. Honestly, if it was packaged a different way, we'd be like, yes, this sounds beautiful and wonderful. A couple months ago, I was dying for one date night with my wife. Now she's always there. Right? I was dying for just a moment to connect with her at some point. Because our busyness of our schedules, the the crazinesses of practices. Like, folks, we don't have to be human taxis at the moment. Isn't that beautiful? We get to connect with each other. And so as we look at this season, I want to, we have to examine the season as an opportunity, not as a hindrance in this, not as just all the negative stuff that's going on. How do we do that well? How do we seize this season of opportunity? How do we do that? By... Multiplying by going apart what we've been dealing with in the fruit of the Spirit. What does multiply mean? It means this. Move yourself and those around you towards Christ. Move yourself and those around you towards Christ. In every opportunity, in every season, we get the opportunity to move ourselves and those around us towards Christ. So that means ourselves in this time, those that share our abodes, that share our houses, those on the same streets with us. We're in this together, right? We have the opportunity for those that we come in contact with to either push them away or move them towards Christ. We have to take every opportunity that we have to show them who Jesus is, that this can be a season of opportunity. Galatians 5, verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. If you go on a couple verses, chapter 6, verse 2. This is really where I want to center today. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. How do we carry each other's burdens? In the vice list, in that first one, you can't carry someone's burden if you're jealousy of them, if you're envious of them, if you're forming dissensions and factions. You can't, you can't carry their burden. You can't walk with them in something if you're always backbiting and backstabbing and, and coveting what they have. You can't. That's not carrying each other's burdens. That is actively trying to hurt them in some way. But the, the virtues of this, if you're sowing love and peace and patience and kindness and joy into people's lives, you're carrying their burdens with them. Folks, in this season, we need more joy. We need more laughter. We need to just let it go sometimes. In this moment, we carry each other's burdens. It's a season of opportunity. It's a season of opportunity to carry each other's burdens. And we may not be able to be right next to someone. And we may not have all the physical contact that that may mean for us. But there's multiple ways in which we can carry each other's burdens at this time. As followers of Christ, we have an opportunity. And it's really a mind shift kind of opportunity. And as I was thinking about this week, and we've been talking about it to our kids, um, because they keep on asking questions about what's happening, what's going on, what, what does this mean? And you can tell their brains are working and they're trying to find their place in the world in this. And what does this look like for us? And should we be scared? Should we be scared for our grandparents? Should we be scared for ourselves? Should I be? All these things. And they're questions that we're asking ourselves. Should I be scared for my parents? Should I be scared for me? Should I be scared for my kids? And those, those are valid questions. I mean, everything's shut down. There's a point in which we should say, hmm, so there's something to this. But in that moment, we have the opportunity to be fearful or to lead well. We have to be lead well responsibly. But that's the opportunity that's given to us. How as Christians do we do that? As followers of Christ, what does that even mean for us? Well, what it means for me and how I can operate in this moment and how I can slough off that 50-pound weight of anxiety that, that kind of comes on your back is to say this, I have a hope in a future. I know where I'm going. I don't have to fear death. Do I, do I want death? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not like, oh, I don't care. I'm going to go lick doorknobs. That's not what I'm about. <laughs> that I don't have to fear it. I don't have to fear death because I know I have a hope in a future. I know if my parents passed away because of the coronavirus, I would get, they would be in heaven with Jesus. Would that break my heart? Absolutely. I know if I lost a child, would that break my heart? Absolutely. But I know without a shadow of a doubt, they would be with Jesus for eternity. I can still be emotional about that. I can still have you heartbroken. But the fear of it? 
the, the crushing weight of it is no more. Because I have the hope and I have a future. Day to day, whether or not there's a coronavirus specter hanging over us or whether there's a, uh, it's a beautiful sunny day and no one's got any problems at all, I still have that freedom in my life that I am promised eternity with God. As Christians today, we get to lead out of that. That's where the season of opportunity comes from. If you want that kind of freedom, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But it's freely accessible to you. All you have to do is say, God, forgive me of my sins, and I want to spend eternity with you. Just simple prayer, because God is waiting with open arms to welcome you home. In those moments, in that time, it's to say, God, I... I am fearful of this moment. I have anxiety over this moment. It's clouding my vision. It's tainting my relationships. It's making me short with my kids. I'm making decisions, rash decisions and buying all the toilet paper in the Will County area. I'm doing all these things because I'm so fearful of the future when the reality is we have no control over those things. When the reality is our future is bought and paid for by Jesus. When we step into that, a freedom comes upon us. The shoulders become lighter. We can stand up taller and we can love better. We can show love and joy and peace and patience and kindness to those around us. This is a season of opportunity. It's an opportunity to invest. Now, if your brain goes where I go, when I think about the word investing right now, you think about your retirement fund and you go, "Uh, I don't know if it's a season to invest right now, Jared. I don't know, because that's operating out of a fear, right? A fear. Like, I'm not even looking at my bank. I'm not even looking at my retirement fund. I don't want to know. I just will deal with it when it happens, right? For some of you who are of retirement age or just retired or getting ready to retire, that's a little bit more an anxiety-driven spot, right? That's a little bit more, <gasps> okay, well, uh, life's going to be different now. But once again, our future is secure in who Jesus is. So it's a moment to invest. We get the opportunity to invest into people. We get the opportunity to invest in our relationship with God is the first thing. We get to invest in our relationship with God. Did you know that your cell phones and the screens that you're looking at right now, they actually turn off? Did you know that? Um, If you have an Apple product and it tells you, me, it's always Sunday morning, it tells me how much screen time I've had that week. Uh, there might be some issues going on. Your screen usage is up 1,000%. That's not a goal you're trying to reach. Okay, that's not like, I won a game. No, you, you lost. You lost severely. Like, put down the phones, turn off the screens. Not yet. Finish the message, and then you can turn off your, your computer screens. Uh, but, but turn it off. Turn it off. And invest in your relationship with God. Crack open your Bible. Read the Gospel of John. Read Philippians. Philippians is a beautiful book to read right now. It's only about four pages long. You can read the whole thing in 20 minutes, or you can spend a lifetime studying it. But Philippians in particular is all about how to deal with worry and anxiety. I think it might be appropriate for our moment in time right now. Delve into it. Read it. Say, God, how are you teaching me in this? How are you speaking to me in this? Ask questions of the scripture. What are you up to here? How can I apply this to my life? Start praying and go, I have no idea what that even looks like. God, 
I don't know what this looks like. Am I praying? Yes, you're praying. Just talk to God. Lay your burdens and your anxieties at his feet and say, God, I, I can't handle this myself. This is too big. It is literally a pandemic. It is too big for you to hold in your own brain, on your own shoulders at this time. Lay it at the feet of God. Invest in that relationship. In this moment, my family is going through a busyness detox. My kids are tweaking for busyness. They are shaking for something to do. It took until yesterday for them to actually come to grips with a new pace of life. My, da- my three-year-old daughter was, had her rain boots on her hands in a leotard making laps of the house for about 15, 20 minutes. Because she had no idea what she was supposed to do with all this energy, with all this excitement. I've got undivided parent attention. I've got my mommy all the time. I don't know what to do. She's shaking with excitement with this. And she's not my hyperactive one. The other ones are waiting for practice. They're waiting for their athletic events. They're waiting for all these things, and they're not coming. They don't know how to handle it. They don't know what to do. And finally, we're starting to get to a part where, okay, we need a little bit of control. We need a little bit of a schedule. Put down your screen. Do this. Whatever. We've got to figure out a spot because all these bad habits are being instilled right now. And if we don't get control of them as parents, we are going to lose it. The same way will happen to us. We're going to get through this season And we're going to look back at the time we spent on nothing, the time we spent staring at a screen, the time we spent piddling around, the time, and go, man, I wish, middle of July is going to come around, and we're going to go, man, I wish I had some time to spend with my kids. Man, I wish I could go on a conversation with my wife. Man, I wish I had time to talk to God. And we missed it. This is a season of opportunity to invest in a relationship with God. It's a season of opportunity to invest in our relationship with our spouse. Invest in your relationship with your spouse. Um, some of you, I got a text yesterday. said, either divorce rates are going to really shoot through the roof or baby rates are going to shoot through the roof. And I got a feeling it's going to be both of them, right? In nine months, we're going to see all kinds of weird things going on. Divorce lawyers are going to be busy, and so are baby doctors. Because this is an interesting time. This will expose the flaws you have in your marriage. It is going to put a magnifying glass on them because they're always there. And unless you've got a McMansion, you can't get away from each other. They're always there. You're going to be sharing the same remote. You're going to be sharing the same couch. You're going to be sharing everything, and you can't get away from each other. This is a moment in which you can dread that or you can invest in your relationship and take it to a whole nother level. If you have been dating for a long time or you've been in a relationship for a long time, like I'm talking before smartphones, there's this moment you can remember like we actually had to do different things. We couldn't just sit there on, a, on the couch and watch a TV and look at a computer screen at the same time. We had to like... I don't know, have a conversation. What's that like? Put it down. Invest in each other. Ask questions. Both of you are dealing with these huge questions at the same time. You want something to connect over? Hey, babe, what's our plan? What do you mean? No, what's our plan? 
We're all asking the same questions. I don't know what we're going to do next week. What happens if you get laid off from your job? Let's talk through that. Let's have a plan. What's your hopes and dreams after this? What do you want to get from the next couple of weeks out of our kids? What do you want the relationship to look like? What does it look like if you invest in our kids? Set expectations that you actually agree upon. This is a great recalibration time of your marriage where you can emerge from this thing way stronger than you were going into it. Invest in your spouse. Don't miss this opportunity. Invest in your kids. I've been looking for a way to slow down time with my children all year long. This year has flown by. In fact, I absolutely love half days. My, my, if I was king of the world, kids' school would only be half days, so we get to spend the rest of the half day with our children. You're like, what about work? Eh, I'll change that too. I'm king of the world. I can do what I want. <laughs> Invest in your kids. Spend time with them. Now you get, I know the whole e-learning thing is a challenge. I know it's difficult, but you get to spend time with them and pouring into them. You get to make jokes like, I don't, like, I don't know about this math either. Whatever, go ask your mom. You can make all kinds of things go, happen with this. Their kids are going to remember this. I was talking to a doctor this week, and he said, I really think that this is going to be like a 9-11 type event, that the world is actually different after it. Pre-9-11, travel looked different. Pre-9-11, you know, you could wear your shoes in an airport. Pre-9-11, all kinds of different stuff happened. After 9-11, society changed. This could be a moment in which we're just not the same anymore. Your kids are going to always remember this. They're always going to remember the spring of 2020 forever. I hope that you're part of those memories. Not that they played a video game forever. Not that they played with Play-Doh or they did whatever. Do you remember the goofy things we did with our parents? Make the craziest Lego stuff you can. Build forts. Right? Just do goofy stuff. Be the parent you always dreamed you could be. Our kids' ministry is going to try to help you in that as much as possible. We've got a packet of Easter stuff going to come out soon. Um, Holy Week will be different this year. Holy Week won't be happening at the church. It'll be happening in your homes. And so we want to equip you as parents to the best way possible to, to kind of walk through that with your children. And so uh, I had an idea. I was like, what, what would it look like if we did like, I don't know, a Minecraft or a Lego challenge? And your kids took a picture of whatever they built on Minecraft and, and we put it on our Facebook page. And so I said that to Bowen. He's like, oh, I could part the Red Sea on my video games. Like, yes, you could. So that interact with it. What does the Red Sea do? What does that mean? What does that look like? Okay, now we're bringing in some scripture into a silly video game that your kid's going to be wanting to play anyway. Or with their Legos. I want to see some Lego Man Last Supper, like Leonardo da Vinci stuff. All right, I want to see some goofy things that, that like, I want to see a tree built with Zacchaeus at the top of it. I want to I see some whatever creative ways we can, can do that and leverage the time that we have to enter scripture stories and our kids' creative minds, but also the act of spiritual play with our families. Invest in your kids. Don't miss this opportunity. Hopefully, this is the only time in our lives that we'll ever have to deal with this. Invest in your kids' Finally, invest 
in your neighbors. Invest in your neighbors. Look out for each other. If you're going to run through the gauntlet of going to the grocery store, make it worth your while. Text your neighbors, anybody needs anything. If I have the miracle happen that hand sanitizer is available, you want me to pick you up some? If I find the one golden roll of toilet paper, would you like me to you know, share with you? I can barter for a bottle of hand soap or whatever. I don't know. Whatever that looks like for you. I, being a little bit taller than, than people that live around here, uh, I'm not that tall, but apparently in, in Shorewood, I'm a giant. Uh, I walk into the, the, the grocery store and I'm picking up some essentials and I get to the coffee of coffee. Uh, I get to the cough medicine area and it's blank. Everything is gone. Kids medicine, adult medicine, allergy medicine, it's all gone. And I thought, hmm, what if I just do this? I got on my tippy toes and like a light beam from heaven, oh, comes down, there's row upon row of Robitussin that just people under six foot couldn't see. And so I hit the jackpot with Robitussin. Hey, guys, anybody need any cough medicine? I got the hookup. The Lord blessed me with that two extra inches of everybody else. Invest in your neighbors. Do you need anything? In this moment, we're all going through this crazy social distancing and isolation at the same time. We're all desperate for community. We have to be the people who provide it for others. This is an opportunity to invest in others. This investing leads to multiplication. And we as believers are called to multiply. What does that look like? We move ourselves and those around us towards Christ. And in this unique opportunity, we get a season of investing in others, investing in ourselves and investing in the ones that we love the most. This moment and this morning, I want to invite us into the space of freedom. Freedom for exi- from anxiety. Freedom from tension. Freedom from worry. Freedom from all the things that we want to put on our shoulders. And can we have our, our moments? Absolutely. I don't want to heap guilt on you like, oh, I'm a believer in Jesus, but I'm still having anxiety. Yeah, I understand. It's a big deal. But know that you have a hope and a future. Your eternity is with Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior who has paid the price for all of our past mess-ups, our present mess-ups, and our future mess-ups. We get to live in that freedom, whether it's a pandemic or whether it's a beautiful day, whether it's normal or whether it's crazy, whether it is, the weather is insane or it's beautiful. It is the same today and it will be the same tomorrow. We have the freedom in Jesus Christ. Will you pray with me this morning? God, thank you so much for today. I thank you for this opportunity and the uniqueness of this opportunity. God, I pray that you would take this time and that we would not miss this opportunity to invest in those that we love and invest in those that are around us, invest in our neighbors and our family and our kids and our spouse, and that we wouldn't neglect investing in our relationship with you that you would be with us and walk us through all of this, that you would guide us through the hiccups and through the the craziness of this season. And whether it's a season of disappointment or a season of of new beginnings, Lord, that we ask you to be with us and guide us, that you would guard our hearts in this, that you would give us health, that you would let us be the hands and feet of Christ in all circumstances. Lord, I pray specific prayers for those in our congregation who are healthcare workers, 
who are doctors and nurses, Lord, that you, as they go in and out of these rooms, that you would protect them, that you would, uh, if they're already sick, bring them back to health as quickly as possible. Lord, that you would be with us and walk with us as we try to be the hands and feet of Christ in our community, wherever that is at. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us at church this week. And a special thanks to all those who continue to support our mission through your generosity. You too can support our mission to reach, grow, and serve our community by giving on the website or through the app. To make sure you never miss out on a message, be sure to subscribe. And don't forget to hit that share button to spread the word. Have a great week.